What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? And here we go. Once again, we're back with you with Get the Ball Rolling. And it has been a phenomenal week three in the books. We're now starting to, you know, churn into those no longer FBS games, back to FCS versus FCS. And I cannot wait to discuss some of these games with you guys today. Tyler's Tears coming up in a little bit. Holding off one more week before we do our top 25. Uh, of course, everyone loves the top 25. I prefer the tiers. But of course, we always have it at the very end of every episode after week four uh, in 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 the season. We've been doing that for three years now. Uh, I'm very excited to, to, to be talking about that. We're going to give it one more time. Well, one more time. Here we go. Uh, a lot of fun games this week, though, and, and a lot of surprises, uh, a lot of upsets that I, I, I think that we can all agree on, and a lot of uh, storylines that are that are uh, starting to emerge. So here we go. We're going to start off with, with arguably one of the most uh, important games for this team uh, this weekend. And that was the Southern Illinois Salukis taking on the Northwestern Wildcats. They beat them by a score of 31 to 24. Now, this is a team, uh, SIU team, that lost to UIW, Incarnate Ward, and lost to SEMO, lost to Southeast Missouri State, uh, and then goes on the road and beats a Big Ten a Power 5 conference, right? A team. Northwestern, who just beat Nebraska in Week 0, they go on the road and they beat them. Uh, I was ready to, to, to you know, write off the Salukis. I was ready to say stick a fork on them. Uh, and, and honestly, it still could. Uh, they have an absolute gauntlet of a schedule coming up. But I was good to see them get back, turn back around, and, uh, you know, really start playing to the expectation of what everybody was expecting them to do uh, this last year. Uh, some other interesting games. Uh, I, you know, I had our tiers, right? We had our, our tiers. And uh, we're going to be releasing the updated tiers, a few different tiers uh, coming out, or different name tiers. Uh, but a couple of questions that were answered. Uh, the biggest one was the Delaware, Rhode Island. I think Delaware has now move themselves within that championship bubble. They have been playing, they have been on an absolute tear uh, this year. Now they beat Navy, FBS, Delaware State, right, in-state rival, and then Rhode Island. Uh, they were able to go on the road and beat them by a score of 42-21, to 21, and it really wasn't close. Now, they're up against Hampton. Hampton is undefeated right now, uh, but they are just looking really, really good. Now, Delaware does go on the road to William & Mary. We've talked a lot about the Tribe uh, this year, and they go on the road to Nova. So as this is not going to be an easy road going forward uh, for the fighting hens, right? But I think Delaware is a team that is going to be very resilient. Even if you, you know, split, you go 50-50 in those games, uh, you have one loss, maybe two losses if someone sneaks up on you. I do like Delaware. Uh, and then Rhode Island, I think a couple of questions were answered. I think with Rhode Island, uh, you saw them 
They're a good team. I don't think they're championship caliber. I think they're ready to make it into the playoffs. But I don't know if they are at the level of where Delaware was. That Delaware was able to go on the road. Three road games. Absolute gauntlet for, for Delaware uh, You know, coming out. And uh, another one, Holy Cross did beat Yale. A lot of people are high on, on uh, Holy Cross. It's tough uh, because... They're in such a weak conference. I don't know how yet good Yell's going to be with this being the first week. A lot of people high on them. Still got some questions, though. Another team that's been semi-surprising to me, and we're, we really need to, you know, they jumped onto the radar, was Austin P. They played very, very well against the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. They took on Presbyterian. They took on Mississippi Valley State. Beat Alabama AM. and m Now you can say, you know, these teams, bottom uh, of their respective conferences, they're about to go through uh, a pretty sus. Tough schedule playing Eastern Kentucky, Central Arkansas, and Murray State, followed by Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State doesn't really count because they are technically in their transition year. So this is a team that we want to be talking about, kind of getting it on our radar. The Governors, uh, they were good a few years ago, had taken a couple steps back. Now it looks like they're kind of back in the mix of things. Uh, One of my funnest games that I watched this weekend was North Dakota taking on uh, Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona could be a very sneaky team. Both of these teams can. Uh, Northern Arizona obviously beats uh, Sam Houston, and they have a very winnable. They have a very winnable uh, schedule to hopefully make some noise. Now, Arizona State, we're not going to hold it against you that you lost and you did lose at home to North Dakota. But I think you know coming up, they've got the Vandals of Idaho, Portland State, Cal Poly. They could be. They could knock off three wins pretty easily. The Lumberjacks, and then you're on the road against UC Davis, and I still have some questions about UC Davis. I think they're a good team. I don't think uh, they're in the top echelon of, you know, top 10 or so. But UC Davis is a good team. We're just going to leave it at that. And I, I want to see if NAU is able to go on the road. Afterwards, they take on uh, the Bengals of Idaho State, which I think they'll beat them. I think Idaho State definitely uh, has struggled, and I think they'll beat them. Uh, but then you have Montana State. But you get Montana State at home, followed by Northern Colorado, and then Weber State at home. NAU has one of the best home field advantages. You actually saw this, um, and I know that we're kind of going stepping outside of the FCS arena, uh, but with BYU playing Baylor, the team was absolutely gassed, the Baylor Bears. BYU was not a better team than them. They were very equal, but playing at you know 5,200 feet in Provo was the difference. Baylor wasn't able to get out as fast. They had to sub out more, and NAU has this capability. They play three of the top dogs. If you go two and one, which you're hoping that you can beat Montana State and Weaver State at home, where you're at, you know, seven thousand feet plus, uh, you're feeling good. But you're hoping you can beat UC Davis. And then you split with Montana State or Weaver State. You're looking at um, a team that I think a lot of people are going to be talking about uh, come playoff time. It's a team that kind of jumped onto our radar. And then give it up to to UND. They played Nebraska tough. That was not like it was a blowout game. First game of the year. They've already beat Northern Iowa. They just beat Northern Illinois, uh, Northern Arizona. Now they're taking on Southern Illinois, followed by Missouri State. Now, uh, if you win this next week, which the SIU-UND game is always phenomenal, uh, you then have Youngstown State, you have South Dakota State, Abilene Christian. You can kind of pick up some wins going forward if you're North Dakota. You're hoping that... Uh, you know, you, you stay in the mix of things uh, so that you can get back to the playoffs after missing them last year. But a really intriguing team there. Uh, another game that we just really wanted to highlight real quick was Sacramento State against Northern Iowa. Uh, Sacramento State on the road 
goes to Northern Iowa and beats them. Northern Iowa, again, a perennial team, always good. And they have had a really tough schedule. If you look, if you think that North Dakota is going to be going to the playoffs, took on an FBS team of Air Force, runs a super goofy triple option, followed by North Dakota and Sacramento State. And you actually play North Dakota on the road, lost by two. Uh, we'll see if Northern Iowa is able to rattle off some wins. They do have Western Illinois. They do have Indiana State. They do have Illinois State. They could pick up three wins really quick. Uh, but the main focus I have was Sacramento State going on the road to win 37-21. to 21. Now, I said I'm going to keep them in the still has questions, but I think I'm going to move them up uh, into the tiers. We'll discuss that later. But... Sacramento State, they it's it's the it's the playoff that's been been their kind of bugaboo. If you want to go, if you want to use that uh, goofy word that we say here in Utah, uh, and that's been their their tough spot is is the playoffs. They're able to go on the road to Northern Iowa. That is a big win, and that looks good in the committee's eyes. Come you know, November, come December, like that's a, that's a game that's going to stick out on the schedule. You had the, the, you know, quote unquote cojones to go on, take on Northern Iowa on the road. And you came out with a 37 to 21 victory. You're feeling yourself. If you're Sacramento state right now, uh, feeling good about it. And, uh, and, and what we're going forward. Everything else was pretty much uh, kind of what I thought it would be. A uh, lot of the predictions that we had, uh, you know, holding true. Uh, North Dakota State played phenomenal against Arizona. Again, congratulations to Arizona for having the guts to, to take them on uh, because North Dakota State, that is a tough, tough team to play. Uh, they play a very uh, physical style of football. Um and then, you know, you had uh, Oregon State taking on Montana State. Oregon State put up 68 points. I'm interested to see what Montana State is capable of going forward. Uh, they're going to start getting tested next week uh, on the Red Inferno in Cheney, Washington, followed by UC Davis. Uh, the schedule is very, very tough for Montana State. A lot of people are high on them. So next week is that first week that I'm, that I'm really going to be able to evaluate. I feel like I'm really going to get in and be able to see what Montana State is capable of uh, taking on EKU on the road, or EWU, sorry, EWU on the road, not EKU. So that was week three. We're now moving on to week four. Again, some absolute wonderful games. We're going to hold that. Now is the time for Tyler's Tears. Now, again, I'm going to say this. I always say this with a, uh, with a, a, pre a preface, right? I am fine doing a top 25. I'm fine doing rankings, and I respect the people that do them. However, I think it is stupid. I do not like top 25 because it's so hard to say, well, this team beat this team by this punch, and you get into, you know, massy rankings and, and algorithms and everything. I like the tiers. And you might say, well, you're kind of being, uh, you know, kind of being... I don't know if it's, uh, you know, uh, cocky is the word, but you're saying you're, that, that your evaluation is better. Well, these are my tiers, and this is where I see them kind of ranked up. And you have kind of a, a top tier, middle tier, bottom tier. Right now, where it's the beginning of the season, we are kind of broken up. There's still some questions that we have. There are still some teams out there. So here we go. Let's rattle it off. Uh, starting off, it's a tier of one above the rest. North Dakota State. Best team so far in the FCS, bar none. I really think that they should go up to FBS. They could compete. They're legit. They're they're sitting right there. They're they're a very very good football team. Uh, now into the next tier, we have championship bubble with a couple of new faces. Uh, we have William and Mary, uh, the tribe there. South Dakota State, Montana State, Missouri State, Delaware, and Nova. Now you're going to ask yourself, well, Tyler, you've got a you know you've got three CAA teams. Uh, it looks like you've got two. Um, 
Missouri Valley football uh, conference teams, and you have two uh, big sky or one big sky team. And that is true, but I still think Weber State, Montana, Sacramento State, kind of on the outskirts looking in right now. I want to see the difference between these two teams as they continue to play. They play each other, so we can kind of see the hierarchy between them. Uh, I don't Montana State again. They've got a gauntlet. We've got to see what they're capable of. Weber State was able to beat uh, Utah State. I think that we really need to start talking about them seriously. But it's going to take a little bit of time for me to to move these teams up. It takes a lot to get inside of that bubble um and william and mary and delaware nova i think all of them where they all play each other uh, i believe they they're all you know obviously delaware plays nova and william and mary uh, on the road it's it's obviously one team's going to slip down and maybe two teams slip down but really the championship bubble is can i see you in the top four if you are the top four now you're going to say there's one two three four five six or six and you already have north dakota state it's true but if i see all of these teams i don't think there's very much separation between these teams uh within this tier next tier up i call it the chase pack these are the teams that are going to be chasing teams that are going to be probably here most if not all of the season we've got holy cross sacramento state weaver state rhode island and incarnate word I think Rhode Island showed they're not in that championship bubble with the loss to Delaware at home, but I still think that they're able to make the chase uh, if they pick up wins against you know uh, the rest of the CAA. It's definitely going to be a team that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Weber State, Sacramento State, I want to move them up. They've got to be able to continue to show that they are that they are legit. And Holy Cross will probably be here just due to the weak uh, schedule. I want to see them more so in the playoffs and what they're capable of. Um, next up, I see this is the next uh, tier we have is the still have questions tier. Uh, that is Montana, Campbell, Stephen F. Austin, UT Martin, Mercer, UC Davis, and Southeast Missouri State. Now, a lot of people think Montana, you know, top three team. That's fine, but they've got to be, they've got to win away from their stadium away from Montana in order for me to put it up there. They're going to be tried going forward. Last time I saw them, uh, they lost. Uh, I mean, I've watched them this season, but up against a legit opponent. I'm just not sold on them. Campbell, they're in this one. Uh, they've had a couple of tough games. I want to see what they're capable of come you know, conference time. Same thing with Stephen Hawaiison, UT Martin, Mercer. Uh, Mercer, the SoCon, is pretty deep. Uh, I still think that they're my pick. They're my, still my pick to win it, but a team, uh, they're there nonetheless. UC Davis, another one that's kind of, we've got to see what they're capable of. Southeast Missouri State's playing well as well. Next up, we have the tier of playoff hopefuls. We have North Dakota, Eastern Kentucky, New Hampshire, and NAU. I think NAU, like I said, can make some noise if they can you know, pull off two of three against the top teams. Uh, I think we're definitely going to be talking about them getting into the playoffs and then where they'll be playing. If they get them at home, that is a tough, tough place to play. They had a really good offense, a really stout defense. Excited to see the Lumberjacks. And then North Dakota, obviously, uh, the Missouri Valley Football Conference, very difficult. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on that. Now we have the hanging around crowd. These are teams that I think um, are not quote unquote second tier, but teams that uh, I feel like I've seen a weakness in and the teams above them are just better. Uh, Northern Iowa, obviously 0-3. Southeast Louisiana, a team that I want to see. Uh, obviously Incarnate Word up in the chase pack column. So uh, I think those, the game that they play against them will be kind of telling. Uh, Bryant, they did lose to Brown. Still not ready to, to, to uh, sell, you know, sell them off quite yet. And then Chattanooga. And then finally, the rest uh, of teams that I see making a little bit of noise, SIU, Austin P, Sanford, and Furbin. Uh, all of those teams are capable of something. So uh, that's, 
our tiers again uh, I love doing the tiers I love grouping them because I think the like I said the margin uh, within the within the championship bubble is very very thin and the margin between Weaver State and Sacramento State very very thin Weaver State and UIW very very thin uh, and then as these games kind of roll out and we see a different game come uh, and all of these things going forward we're able to then move them up and down within the tier system. Uh, again, I, I, I like it thinking, you know, North Dakota's one, but who's, you know, 1B? Who's 1C? So many people get, get fixated on a number, and when you put them, uh, we do release a top 25, and that's just something that, that people like. I, again, love the tier system, and I think that it shows a little bit more... Um, a little bit more within that system. So uh, next up, we are uh, we're looking forward to next week's games. Some absolute. Uh awesome games. I'm excited. Uh, I'll actually be in Las Vegas on Saturday, so it should be a, a fun day where I'm able to sit down and just absolutely binge as much uh, football as possible. Really excited to watch the North Dakota State-South Dakota game. Uh, it is on the road. Uh, the Yotes obviously made the playoffs last year. North Dakota State coming off of a loss. See how they respond. Uh, kind of an intriguing game there. Uh, Richmond, a lot of people are talking about Richmond. Still haven't been sold on them. We'll be tuning in to that Stony Brook game to see what they are capable of. Uh, the Missouri State, South Dakota State, arguably one of the best games of the weekend. Uh, both teams, Missouri State just gave an absolute scare to Arkansas, and South Dakota State played super good against uh, Iowa a couple weeks ago. Very intriguing game. Another game on our radar, North Dakota SIU. That is a game that goes back and forth. You guys will not want to miss that. Uh, Central Arkansas, Southeast Missouri State. I mean, Southeast Missouri can con state. They can continue to win uh, and be making noise out there in Missouri. Uh, Central Arkansas trying to get back to the playoffs is going to start with a win there. Uh, Elon against William and Mary. Elon has been. They've been uh, quietly. The Phoenix has quietly been. Uh, just kind of sitting there. Uh, they beat Wofford. They beat Gardner-Webb. Vanderbilt, they lost to. So this is kind of their first uh, test to see where they're at. I think they're kind of second tier in the CAA. But that would obviously change if they were able to go and beat the Tribe. Uh, like I said, uh, Northern Arizona against Idaho. Fun game. Eastern Washington against Montana State. Eastern Kentucky, Austin P. Two teams that we've been keeping an eye on. Uh, we'll see what those teams are capable of, uh, especially going on the road. Mercer, we kind of talked about... Uh, we kind of talked about... Uh, where Mercer is going to land. They've got a gauntlet later in the season. ETSU, Nuga, VMI, Furman, Samford kind of ending. I think they're going to be picking up some wins here. Um, you know, Gardner-Webb, Wofford, Western Carolina. And then they go into that final little gauntlet, that little run uh, there. But Mercer's looking great, and I really like them. They were my pick to win the SoCon, so hopefully that they're able to, you know, m make me look good uh, in that respect. And then obviously, uh, Weaver State against UC Davis. Weaver State on the road. Weaver State did play Utah Tech this last weekend, formerly known as Dixie State. Uh, for those of you who are unaware of that, Weaver State's got a tough road in the next, I mean, they have, the, I would say, the hardest uh, schedule in the Big Sky. UC Davis, Eastern Washington, Portland State, Montana State, Montana, Sacramento State, Idaho State, Northern Arizona. I think that they beat uh, UC Davis. I think that their defense is just too much to handle. Uh, that's how Jay Hill coaches, and they proved it against uh, Utah State that they were able to go on the road and do it. I would be taking Weaver State. Definitely a game you want to tune into. And then uh, Utah Tech against SUU. 
these teams have not faced each other in who knows how long. I believe there's like an iron axe that used to be the uh, the official trophy between the two. I think it should be called the Red Rock Rivalry. Uh, SUU kind of uh, has always had the, the upper edge on Utah Tech. Again, uh, formerly Dixie State. Uh, just because they were a Division II team, Dixie State was, um, and SUU could always recruit, hey, you're coming to Utah anyway. Uh, why would you not want to play D1, play in the big sky? Uh, and now Utah Tech being, you know, Division One, uh, they're able to pull away from SUU because you would say, why would you want to go live in Cedar City when you could live in beautiful, sunny St. George, Utah with absolutely no snow? And when the highs in, the, in December, uh, when we're going to be playing, are in the 60s to 70s versus the, you know, the, the cold northern part part of, uh, of of Cedar City that sits up. For those of you who don't know, it's about a 3,000-foot elevation game, almost 4,000, and Cedar City gets dumped where SUU is at. St. George sits lower uh, in sea level. It is a, Both are, you know, desert, but, uh, you know, St. George has a lot more shopping, a lot of a wonderful town, uh, but... I think it's 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 awesome to have this kind of rivalry rekindled. Uh, back in the day, Utah Tech used to be a community college. It was Dixie State uh, College. Uh, it was a two-year school, and then now Dixie State, now Utah Tech has kind of just been rolling out updates, updates, updates. You know, growing, growing the university, and now they're kind of catching SUU. A lot of people in St. George went to Dixie State the first two years, and then they transferred to SUU. So there's going to be a lot of blood, a lot of rivalry. A lot of families down here are tied to both schools. For example, I graduated from uh, Dixie State, and my wife graduated from SUU. So uh, a lot of, uh, you know, just it's going to be a fun rivalry uh, where, you know, campuses are just about 40 miles away from each other, uh, just up I-15. Excited to watch that game as well. Uh, like I said, I'll be in Las Vegas. Unfortunately, I won't be making the trip up to Cedar City, but I will be uh, at uh, Trailblazer Stadium when they take on SUU uh, at home later in the season. So this has been uh, another recap uh, and looking forward into the week with Get the Ball Rolling. Again, I always want to thank the fans that are always out there supporting us. Uh, it is amazing how much support we've received on this channel over the years. Continue to grow it. Uh, send me a DM. Let us know on Twitter at GetRolling19. Uh, let us know what we're, where we're right, where we're wrong, uh, and uh, we're going to be excited to be kind of uh, delving and diving deeper into that. Have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, keep the ball rolling.